Who doesn't love a definitely onside late equalizer? We love it here on the Owls America. I have a Wednesday opinion with an American accent. I'm your host, Jeffrey Paternostro. Uh, I stumbled in shortly before recording time after picking up my wife at campus. So I needed to throw together a drink quickly. And I'm not someone who generally is a fan of pre-batched or bottled mixers, especially if there's citrus involved. But like, you know, pro tip, always use fresh squeezed citrus in your cocktails. Just, you know, lemons and limes keep for a pretty long time. And I drink a lot of cocktails, so it doesn't really, <laughs> doesn't really go bad in this house. But when I was at the Salt Lake City Farmer's Market last weekend, I was intrigued by this roasted ancho chili Paloma mix. So I picked that up. It's like it's roasted anchos, lime juice, grapefruit juice, agave, some like hibiscus and some other stuff in it. It's really, really good. So it sounds good. I threw the last of my uh, Altos silver tequila in here, which is a little under two ounces. I thought I had more. I was going to make a double, but whatever. Four ounces of mixer, couple, uh, I say one generous squirt from the pineapple and clove bitters I picked up, also local from Bitters Lab. Topped it with a little club soda, and we are good to go. I will probably need another drink for this second half of the show, but so it goes. Joining me for two matches and two halves, well, one yeah. match mostly, and two halves of a show <laughs> in New England, Justin DeSorger. Justin, what are you drinking? Uh, Jeff, I'll get into that in a sec. I just want to say, I, a few years ago, I really wanted to get into Palomas, and I couldn't mm. have a good one because I don't like grapefruit juice. Yeah. And it's just something about that cup. I feel like having the the, the heat, the heat yeah. in there. Yeah, so I, I'm going to have to try something. You that. can do it. Like I've done it. It's, it's tough. I've, I've tried it with like the pineapple Doritos. You always use Doritos soda, generally speaking. For sure. Ting works okay, too, for the grapefruit. But something it's a little too the pineapple's a little too sweet like it just gets a little too one yeah. note yeah i haven't quite found a good way to to balance it out but yeah this is uh well that's something in the heat so it's nice yeah you don't the grapefruit's there but it's more like a, a general citrus uh undertone um I've, I've gone back to the well and and i'm going with uh shovel town brewery in houston mass I'm, I'm actually kind of pissed that i did this uh but i bought their Oktoberfest. And maybe it was something to do with the seasons mm-hmm. and and feeling, I don't know, feeling like I would own that instead of running and hiding from it. Um, but eighty it's degrees fine. today, so yeah. Now we're we're getting into fall. We I think we got the remains of whatever tropical storm uh, came through. Something battered us around today for a little bit. But in general, I'm not a huge fan of Oktoberfests. The ones I like, I really like. But I thought I'd try this. It's the third one I've had out of the four pack. Not all tonight. Not all tonight. Um, and I didn't care for the first one. Thought the second one was great. And this has been okay so far. But we saw some September fixtures to review here. We'll talk about the Ipswich game and the Burton Albion Pizza Cup match. Cover the Wednesday news and preview the upcoming Wickham fixture. We will start with Ipswich. Top of the table team coming into Hillsboro. I got one word for you. Unforgiven. Last week I did a little bit of French philosophy. This week I'm doing a little bit of American cinema. I am referring to the mid '90s Clint Eastwood neo western, and one scene in particular as Clint Eastwood stares down Gene Hackman's character in a bar after a shootout. He engages in to revenge uh, Morgan Fre- avenge Morgan Freeman's murder. Gene Hackman says, 
I don't deserve this. I just built a house. And Clint Eastwood intones, deserves got nothing to do with it. And I don't know if Wednesday deserved to get a point out of this game, but they did. And sometimes it's, it's, it's nice to see the shoe on the other foot for it change i guess yeah i i think maybe on balance yeah um, was, a point was know. fair i guess it was one of those like relegation championship season games where they were really good for the first 25 minutes but conceded a dumb goal and then just kind of ran out of ideas after that yeah i mean they they had periods of play um I was trying to think of my one word for this game. Uh, I I really couldn't come up with anything. It was it was it was just so much about it felt strange. Um, you know, I I was texting with somebody who was at the game who um, said that just the atmosphere at the park felt weird from the start, and you know, people got you know pretty fired up. During the course of that game, there was a lot of ugliness um, on and off the pitch. Like it was just, it was a weird vibe around that. So I, I appreciated us rescuing uh, good vibes out of that. A lot of people are pretty fired up about getting a point. I kind of think I would have been fired up with three, but it was very exciting for sure. Yeah, I mean, anytime you're down, was it two 0 into the into the seventy into the eighties? Yeah, you gotta. You would take you snatch someone's hand off for a point there. Yeah, I mean, this was the worst officiating I've seen. Really, it, as far as I can remember, and not just like I, I've seen worse like individual calls. Right there's the the forced Harry <laughs> right. sending off when he got his like leg completely crunched. Um, there's been worse penalty decisions and things like that. There's been just overall low standard. But man, this was just. This is a mess. And even going into the the Wednesday equalizer where Michael Smith was clearly like, not just look, there's no VAR at this level. <laughs> if, if like this wasn't even within the uh, spirit where he's like leaning or like no, he was like a yard offside. <laughs> I uh, feel like they were gonna call it, but when they saw him pick up the ball boy, they yeah, were they, like, yeah, this place right. this place will explode if we fucking take that away. I just it don't was, think there that was the, I thought in some cases the uh, in both the the no calls like down in the corner like the linesmen's were worse than the actual official at oh, various just, points in the game yeah. too like they they couldn't get anything going right um, he, he clearly had no know, control but... over the game as of like twenty minutes and I'm like look I, I I hate that we even need to say this don't throw shit on the field like don't do oh, it like yeah. just like no like but that's all no... I'm saying man it was a weird it was a weird vibe. Oh. I feel like I could feel it on the TV and uh, shout out Tina. What up? When uh, she was texting me from the game, she said, even at the beginning, like this is, there's a weird mood here today. And it was the only type of game that was going to like, I should getting thrown on the field is horrible and wrong, but that yeah. just, that was unsurprising given the way that everything was, was occurring. Uh, like I said, I'm glad people were able to walk out of there with, <laughs> A smile. I mean, Jesus, if we had lost that, it, it could have been real ugly. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they played badly. Is is the other thing? I don't think Ipswich were particularly good. Ipswich, like Ipswich, is one of those teams. They're going to be here all year. They're very well organized. Yeah, I think so. 
You don't think so? I, was, I wasn't. No, I, I, wasn't, I do think so. I, do, yeah. I just wasn't that impressed. I wasn't that impressed either, but they're like one of those, it, like in the same way kind of Rotherham was last year, right? They're very well organized. They're difficult to break. They can go into a, a hostile environment on the road. They're difficult to break down. They were they were dangerous against on the counter. Um, you know, yeah. actually, they have, again, they, you know, you mentioned last week they haven't had a signature win, but they're just, they're a well-drilled League One team with a, with a good squad and a manager that knows what he wants to do. So that's that keeps you around the top six all year, um, and I think yeah, no, automatic they, spots they, too. they will be. Um, but, but I still, you know, I yeah, haven't, I haven't seen a team yet this right, year yeah. that you think again, it's League One, is definitely yeah. better than us. Well, Jesus, right? You hope we'll be in this. Uh, yeah, and, and that's we'll the other thing position. too. Like getting a point, you don't want to be seven off first place. You know, with seven matches no. into the season or whatever it is. So getting a point there helps as well. But yeah, I didn't think the the first goal. Frip switch, yeah, nobody really closes down quickly. Everyone's kind of well, looking. everybody fucked up the front two right. split two wide, which by the way, uh, that was uh, you had Windass in the 10 and Fizz up on the front line, yeah, for that. Like that, that was an interesting, you know, sort of flip that he did, but yeah, Fizz and uh, Smith got too wide, whoever their central defender was just ran up the middle. Byers and Bannon just backed up, gave him room to slide that ball through. And then, you know, poor Dom Iorfa is just seems incapable of recognizing and covering runs uh, this year. Let the guy have space. I mean, that was a disaster start to finish. Now you're four minutes into a game yeah. down. Uh, that was, yeah, it was a shitty way to, to come out. Uh, I didn't think the back line looked particularly good without the ball. No, and shockingly, the second goal came from across from the right, although it was not put in by a Ipswich player this time. I don't like. Iorfa has looked better recently. This was obviously a mare, but I just like that's on him. He's got to know he has time. He can just chest that down and kick it into the stands, or just kick it into the stands. He does not have to. I don't know what he was trying to do. He got caught between heading it or hoofing it, and just kind of chested it. No, I I thought that landed a little low. I I think it did surprise him. The spin on it clearly surprised yeah. him. And he just but you're he right. had time. He, just, he, had, he had the position, the inside position. Like he had time and space to, if he wanted to, just control it and knock it into the north stand. But um, he uh, so he actually started that play when when they showed the replay. I hmm. watched. That was the play. I don't know if you remember. He made the long run up the right and ran yeah. into somebody like a wall. And went down, which, you know, to be honest, I was okay with it not being given. Um, so he had hustled all, all the way back, probably furious about the no call to get into that position. So, I mean, this is not shocking that, you know, maybe his head was was a little off. But, yeah, just a, a tough game for him. And then, uh, you know, obviously, you know, we'll get into it. But, uh, you know, picking up the penalty uh, the next game, like just really tough spot for uh, – for him right now he's not he's not playing the way that you know we kind of expect him to and with, you know, we, McGinn- we with McGinnis and Femwo hurt they yeah. have limited yeah. options I mean I know uh Hennigan's back in the squad now which was good to see I thought he was good um I you, you can play Palmer on the right of the center back three but he's had so much success at right back recently I think you probably want to keep oh, him out player there. of the month right yeah. so we yeah. interesting to see how they sort out the out the back line going forward but yeah it was not not uh not what you want and 
you know, fair enough. They came up with a good response quickly. That was a very, very nice set piece for the first goal. And yeah. I saw it developing. I saw Byers on the end of it. And just like in my head, it, he leathered it so hard. I'm like, this is going to go over the cop. But it went into the roof. He was close enough. I guess it went into the roof of the net. Um, but absolutely a nice little finish there. Perfect, and then, perfect and then you're timing, like, good right? time. They needed a response right after the, yeah. the second the ball And they dropped. needed, it was fairly quickly after the IARFA own goal, I think within like five or six minutes. So it was a quick response. And all of a sudden, okay, now you can think you're going to get something out of it. And then obviously the Smith goal. And really, they pushed for a third. They, they, uh, they well, could they have. Well, they pushed before Smith's goal, right? Two, yeah. They, the, they, they were ready. That last 10, 12 minutes or, or whatever, once they really did. They really put the effort in to uh, to to get that um, in in the crowd too, which had been so off all game. Really yeah. came back, which is nice. Like you could, you know, two to one. It's kind of like oh, life, but not really. But the crowd was behind them uh, quite well. They were they were really grew into that. Uh, I mean, that last goal was was really nice football, man. It was you know, Windass gets a, a hold up play and. You know, moves it to the back line. They switch. They switch sides. They they give it up to Johnson. He makes pass to Baz. Baz threads the ball through. James gets the cross and Smith. <laughs> I think Smith's so tall he was actually onside. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. It's just Something an optical like illusion. We never actually get yeah. the shots down. We never actually get the shots down the line, right? And when I saw it, it looked. I didn't, for whatever reason, because whatever the the defender that was marking James was, I thought far enough forward, like the angle of the ball kind of fooled me and then i saw it on me and like immediately like the commentary team's like yeah he was offside i think he was offside and i looked at the replay and i'm like oh, oh yeah he's, he's offside isn't he um, i don't think it was like a full yard because again you get the weird oblique angle that kind of hides it but i do think he was like clearly offside sure but that's sick that evens out over the course of sure the, you yeah. know like it's it's what it is um you know, we'll take it. It was really nice football. It was a lot of good pressure by us. Um, you know, and you're right, Jeff. They, we had chances right after that. Yep. Uh, that we were we were right on. And they had a couple chances at the end. I, I think it was uh, uh, Ladipo had uh, that crazy run where he yeah. just ended up one-on-one with like three guys, beat them all, and then just lofted a ball into Stockdale's chest. Yeah. It was, you know, the easiest save ever. But, you know, they had a corner at the... Yeah, of course they had a corner at the like, death, yeah, as, as yeah. always happens. Um, I don't know. You know what? Like, I, I, I think there's a lot to be said for having the mentality and resilience and toughness. Yeah, no, absolutely. And skill. And skill to make that comeback against... Ipswich, but I, I really, in the end, I was kind of walking away from that, being a little disappointed. I, I you know, I, I think when all is said and done, um, by the end of the year, we're going to think to ourselves, we should have gotten three points against Ipswich at home. I do have one question coming off this game, and it's been sort of not eating at me, but in the back of my mind for the really the whole season at this point, but certainly the last few games. What you look at the, you know, we've talked how goals are coming from all over the squad, coming from midfield, you know, worldies in the League Cup and, and things like that. You know, obviously, Delhi Bashiri's chipped in with a, with a fair few, gotten contributions from the wingbacks. Uh, 
they have not like despite having arguably two of the best strikers the best strike pairing overall to the best strikers in the league you know windass you think can also do a job at this level uh you know wilkes has, has scored goals at his uh league as well although he's not gotten a ton of run out so far this year they're not really i don't get they're not getting goals from their strikers you know i think all of us thought either gregory or smith would lead the team in scoring and like there's a lot of season left and Gregory and Smith have not, Gregory and Smith have not pay, played particularly well together, so I don't know what would be your you know a Wickham a Wickham's a big game you know, Wickham's going to be been in and around it too. Who are you starting up front? Uh, you mean you noted that it was like Dudley Bashir, which is not like I mean, he can play in the in the further forward midfield role, but putting him like uh, playing him off of uh, Michael Smith is a little bit odd. No, but Jeff, I, I love it. I think it's a great question. I And now just thinking about it, because I hadn't really, but I don't think Darren Moore knows who he wants to play up front. I think he knows what he wants his you he knows know, how he wants to number play. six yeah. eights. Yeah, yeah, he knows how he wants to play. He knows who he wants at wing back. He knows who he wants in the back three, even if he can't get him. I don't think he quite knows what to do with the front two slash three. Uh, the the top of the spear in uh, in the midfield and uh, you know the the two up front. Uh, I don't think I argued last week. Um, you know I didn't see anything that changed my mind. I don't think Smith and Gregory play well together. Not that they can't. They're both brilliant footballers. They're both veterans. They could figure it out. I just think their games are so similar. Yeah. They're the big in in the pairing, and and the problem is finding that other guy who plays off of them. Uh, I thought it would be Windass coming into the season. It feels like more, and from just things I've read or, or heard, maybe even Windass like him a little bit better in the 10, sitting behind the front two. They think he's more effective there. Um, and I, I can see that. So now, you know, I think given both Gregory and Smith are veterans, I think one of them starts every game, and we need to find that other guy who fits up there with them um you know you've got a, a pool wilkes uh it's not what Mighton does but mm-hmm. perhaps he finds some chemistry with somebody you know they're trying fizz up there um you know they've, they've got they've got players who who may be able to do that um you know or or do you you know i don't know it's it's an interesting but yeah it's a great point jeff i i don't think more knows who his front two is um and I like them both. I, I, I think they do about the same thing. Smith scores a little bit more, but... Well, I did notice that this has been a part of Smith's game is he will, you know, chase balls down in the corner and stuff too, which is fine. But, you know, Gregory is not the paciest player in the world. You want sort of the... If you're going to have your number nine, I know not strictly speaking number nine, but like do the hold up play or, you know, chase balls down in the corner off flicked headers or whatever. Oh, Greg, Gregory's, Gregory's a bulldog, though. Right. But you want somebody making those runs into the box, right? Like, you want the speedy... You know, the big guy, little guy is a little overplayed, obviously, or is a cliche, but... No, you know, I would like to see. I would like reason. to see a little more of, of Wilkes. I don't know what they have there yet. Um, especially playing with, like, either Smith or Gregory, really. Um, well, try them both. I mean, I, I, I would guess that's what we'll... Well, we'll you don't have like thing is things, we're, you know? we're seven eight matches into the calendar already. Like, what, like I know, and I know mm. Smith was hurt, 
and Gregory got a red card in the first game. Like but we got four, really four, five. Really should uh, not still games. be figuring this out. Like that's. I don't know. I, I guess I would argue we've got time, and it's a long yeah, season. It is a long season, and I think I think we're probably counting on the fact that you know we have enough depth. You know mm. that that midfield obviously buyers a man or two of the three. Um, but you know what? Like when Backinson is in, and we need to get him game time because he's a good football player, and so is uh, Dennis Adenarin when he gets healthy. Like we're going to have to work them in, and working one of them in probably means a Byers or a Bamman is out or pushed up to a different spot. We've got we've got a lot of different lineups and combinations that I think we're going to be trying this year. Um, uh, we'll we'll see. You know that that's the one advantage of playing in a useless uh, pizza cup, right? I say, speaking of uh, hey, crowded. <laughs> speaking of a long season, it's going to be a short run in the pizza cup after a three-two loss to Burton Albion. Uh, my word, it's actually two words, one hyphenated. The five-minute rule. So I, as as you know, we're both uh, long out of college at this point, Justin. But I, I'm sure you remember sure. in college, if the professor didn't show up in the first five minutes, you were uh, uh-huh. you were free to go. <laughs> and uh, so, so I I uh, saw beauty. that this game was starting at noon. I saw on Twitter, and I think in the WhatsApp group, the game starts at noon. And I'm doing other things. I'm into like the crunch for my day job. Wait, already. at noon? Noon yeah. or two? Noon for me. All right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. true. My fault. My fault. Continue. I thought this game started at noon. Uh, I was grinding out baseball video, and I just kind of like forgot about it until I saw some notifications on my phone. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll throw this on. So I throw it on. I'm about 12 minutes in. Once they're right down, one nothing. Eh, I am fine. Whatever. I watch a little bit. Burton score. And I just go. Yeah, I don't need to do. That. I just I don't need to watch this. I I know I said on last week's show. I hope they play well because I'm going to watch it. But I just decided I gotta I gotta drive my drive my wife to campus in a little bit. I I could have watched the rest of the first half, but I have some other stuff to do. I'm just like I'm gonna do other stuff. Get to campus, check it. It's two two. I'm like eh, I could put this on in the radio in the car. I'm like you know what? I am gonna give myself a break from Sheffield Wednesday. Well, I decided. Oh. One game. I'll be back on Saturday, which is like it was. I had other stuff going on, and can't I can't say I blame you. What I got to say is, I apparently cared much about as much of, at. Uh, of, I cared as much about this match as everybody else did, and by everybody else, I mean the Wednesday players playing in it. Yeah, so I'm gonna. It's a dumb. It's a dumb gonna, competition. It is a dumb I'm, competition. Well, I'm not going to disagree with that. No. Uh, you know, I've said my piece before on how I feel about this. I, you, I was a fan. Three, I'm no longer. Three knockout tournaments. I mean, I know this sounds like a group stage too. Right. That's yeah. No, I, I like the group stage thing. Last year was fun. This year, it's it's a hindrance. Um, so I missed the first half because uh, I you thought, thought it was starting at 245. Yeah. And that's, I commute home. I, I get out of work somewhere around two o'clock. So I could, you know, I could leave my building as early as two o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, I left a little bit later that day because there was no rush. Um, yeah. Maybe like 2.10 because I said, well, I, you know, I'll listen. Or it was actually a little late because I remember saying to myself, like, I'll listen to the beginning of the first half on the radio. 
on the ride on the audio on the ride home and uh i hit some horrendous traffic like absolutely stopped so i uh picked it up at like 239 or something uh and put it on and suddenly saw two to two and was very confused about what was going on so i i did get home in time to watch the second half though mm-hmm. um and my takeaway was not that we weren't trying. Like I, I saw a lot of that online. People like to really yell about uh, people stealing a paycheck. Mm. Um, but well, I'm, not even, I'm saw, not even saying that. It's the pizza know, cup. Don't get, not. don't get hurt. Don't hurt yourself. Yeah, <laughs> no, for real, for real. Uh, there was no need for it. And you know what, Jeff? On that tip, maybe you're right. The players weren't going all out. But I mean, the first, I, I thought, the first match felt like a training exercise too, in a lot of ways. In the same way, like the in the same yeah. way, like the early league, like the first round of the league cup, also kind of felt a little. And that I know that's earlier in the season. Well, we could afford to, yeah, 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 we could afford to with that. Um, but I actually thought the problem was we like we had guys that showed like both Mike and Wilkes showed some real flashes of, mm-hmm. of skill and and looked very dangerous. Um, and <laughs> obviously, Bannon's fucking ten minutes was amazing uh for him to just come in and be like let me single-handedly try to to win this game uh, i really appreciated his uh his effort on that but i think the problem was if we cared about winning which we didn't was that we made too many changes right it's one thing you make five changes at least there's guys who played together we we're basically like here's 10 guys who never played an actual game together you know, a competitive game together. We're just throwing them together and hope they do good. And there's no way that's going to work. Yeah. Even against the last place team in League One. Well, that's enough of that. I guess we're going to preview the Leicester in the 21s game because it is a game that is going to happen. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. But for Jeff, now... That, that, may, that, that may be my, my briefest preview ever. You'll mm-hmm. be thrilled. Maybe they will just send the Wednesday under 21s. And we'll have some news. That's what we should do. Yeah, we'll have some news on them in the next half of the show. Welcome back. Now it's time for some Wednesday news. And I guess a drink update too, in honor of Wednesday's impending top three finish in the group stage. Of the Pizza Cup, I have cracked open a top three beer in Salt Lake City, apparently. I finished top three. I don't know what the other two are, but it's a Kolsch-style ale <laughs> from Bewilder Brewing. I had Bewilder last week. It's quite good. I guess they can have to call it a Kolsch-style ale because there's weird EU laws about what you can actually call a Kolsch or German laws. I don't know. Let's get into the Wednesday news. We'll go from uh, German-style beer to Irish soccer players. As McGinnis has been called up to the Ireland under 21s. I mean, I don't think he's going to play because he's hurt. But it did remind me that uh, Mark McGinnis is, I think he's actually 22, but you can call up one person that's older than 21. But he is, uh, he, he plays like a veteran center back that's played in these leagues for like half a decade or 10 years, and he's 22 years old. So mature. Yeah. I, I think the, uh, and I'm just, guessing based on my knowledge of how hockey works uh it's your birth year so oh, yeah, he yeah, 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 was yeah. 21 at january 1st or whatever year, yeah. so 
that's that's how that goes. But yeah, no, he's he's a huge um, he's a huge loss. I mean, that was a huge loss for us uh, during the game in the yeah. week. Like McGinnis is. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Um, I was excited to see him get a call up. I know some people want rest, uh, et cetera, yeah. but man, I, we need to get our name out there. Like we need to be a club that people lend players to because they turn into internationals when they play for yeah. us, you know? I don't even know what to do with this one. I'm, so I'm, I'm going to present it this way. Uh, not only, has Wednesday taken Rotherham's top scorer from last year and their center back. They've now taken their esports coach, apparently. Because <laughs> Wednesday is an esports team. They've brought in Rotherham's esports coach to manage it. This is some FIFA thing, is is my understanding. And I assume like competitive FIFA is probably a bigger thing than I than forty year old me is broadly aware of. Like I know it's fairly big on Twitch. Like some of the whatever it is, uh, FIFA Ultimate Team stuff is a fairly popular uh, streaming game or game within the game. Uh, but yeah, so I, 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 it feels like everything else with Wednesday a, a few years. Like we've, we've caught up with 2016, basically. But I'm also sure. Why not? Right. I yeah I can't. We have two forty or two forty somethings discussing this. Yeah. I dude, I grew up with fucking rotary phones. Like <laughs> I I I do not have any. I I don't understanding mind. or comprehension yeah. of people sitting around paying money or watching top level video games. However, that doesn't mean that I will disrespect it. I just don't <laughs> give a fuck. Except Jeff, when you sent that article earlier, I missed the fact. That we somehow, uh, in a way that is completely meaningless, yet amazing, uh, thumbed our nose at Rotherham yet again <laughs> by stealing their esports card. I almost want to follow this esports yeah. team just to annoy the mini pigs. Yeah, Rotherham's had That's a rough brilliant. week. They lost their actual <laughs> manager and their esports manager to a League One team. Oh, just beautiful. See uh, the under 21s, as I said, the under 21s. Uh, Got to win this week. Uh, I guess the notable thing is Bailey Katamateri was back on the team sheet. Uh, he, he might feature against Leicester th- at this point, really. Uh, I hope so. And the other like news to related to that is they're going to uh, stream their game on Monday against Wiggum on their YouTube channel. So you can check that out. It's mm-hmm. noon over there. So that's a, a 7 a.m. kickoff on the East Coast, which is... You know, I want to... You want to Which do that day of the week? Monday morning? Just start your week Ugh. off with a cup of coffee and Wednesday under 21s? I'm just saying it's an option for you. Um, I'm sure it'll be up also like on demand, I would assume, as well, if you want to go back and where watch the, it later. Where, where is the game? It's at Hillsborough. At, at Hillsborough. Yep, nice. free for season ticket holders, three pounds otherwise, two pound concessions. So I know we have a fair amount of listeners over there too. So if you got nothing else to do, Monday lunch hour, want to take a, a cheeky two-hour lunch, and sneak over to Hillsborough. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and the other news of the week is, unsurprisingly, once they have sold out their allotment for the upcoming trip to Port Vale. I, this is going to be a recurring theme with these like 6,000-seat stadiums, I have a feeling. But... But we were doing that in the championship. Know, like it's Just every, every week, man, we talk about it. Just mm-hmm. amazing, amazing support. Um, 
I really? Have actually, be, okay, I have I have shorted Port Vale. It's a fifteen thousand seat stadium, so that's a pretty big allotment. I'm actually surprised to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I I would have put them in in a pretty small category. Vale Park in Stoke on Trent. Even so, is there the, what what's the allotment that we're not selling out? Yeah. Like we're we're selling out all of the allotments. Like we're we're selling out our Portsmouth allotment. We're selling out our Plymouth allotment. Uh, what, what do we have? That fucking FA or League Cup on the road during the week in Southampton? Is that something we're doing? We're gonna sell that shit out. Like, and and then some. Just just amazing amazing fans of this club. It's. Mm. I'm probably, ste- yeah, I'm probably really stepping cool. on your preview here because we obviously haven't done Port Vale before. Quite all right. Um, so originally... Oh, we have to. We have a guest for Port Vale, by yeah, the way. Right. Vale Park, which has been Port Vale's home since uh, 1950, was originally planned to be an 80,000-seat stadium. <laughs> the development was known as the Wembley, <laughs> the Wembley of the North. However, the this is a... The 50,000-pound project was 1950, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, I guess opened at a capacity of forty thousand, and was increased to a sellout for uh, forty nine thousand seven hundred sixty eight for an FA Cup tie with Aston Villa in nineteen sixty. I don't know why it's only it's, fifteen thousand now, but is uh, Port Vale Manchester suburb? Uh, Stoke, Stoke on Trent. Okay, I thought it was in that uh, that Greater Manchester area has like twelve clubs. It's in uh, it's in Staffordshire. There you go. So that covers the Wednesday news. We will now turn our attention to Wickham at the weekend. Take it away, Justin. Yeah, I was uh, just quickly double checked. Uh, I was kind of hoping Wickham was in Staffordshire. It would be a good uh, a good segue. Uh, somebody we played recently was, but uh, Wickham is in Buckhamshire. Yeah. Uh, Enjoyable, if you recall, from last year, getting quite a kick out of the fact that it's in the town of High Wickham. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the chair boys, yeah, they make chairs. Uh, pretty old, 1887. Uh, made the football league in the early 90s under Martin O'Neill. Uh, had a couple well-known uh, cup runs, FA Cup and a League Cup uh, launched to the semis in the early 2000s. Uh, that year we saw them a couple of years ago. I think they went down with us, right, uh, from the championship. That's mm-hmm. their highest ever placement. Um, and again, I'd like to make fun of the fact that they have uh, their quartered shirt is two yes. shades of blue, Oxford blue and Cambridge blue, which mm-hmm. fuck you uh, for that. Uh, so far this year, they're in 16th, pretty mid-table, which uh, may be a bit of a surprise. Um, dead even, uh, 12 goals for, 12 goes against. Uh Minus three goal difference on the road, only one win, uh, loss, win, draw, draw, win, loss. Uh, last year we tied at home and lost in their uh, park. Um, I feel like we've seen enough of Wickham, unfortunately. The last I've seen enough years. of Gareth Ainsworth on, on the touchline. Well, I, I was about say that. to say, to be, to be sick of Gareth Ainsworth and his <laughs> fucking Canadian tuxedo that's a medium size. He's, He's a clown. I, I appreciated him at first, but I'm, I'm all set with him. Um, he had that great line last year. Uh, I, I got it written down here. He says, I think people are quite lazy when they look at us sometimes and say, Wickham play like this or 
our play is direct. And they did that before a game with like, you know, no shots. On, you know, just this. that's, yeah, that's yeah. we know, we know who they are. We yep. know who they are. Um, they've shifted up the formation a little bit this year, I guess, to go to a four, two, three, one. They played a very passive four, three, three. Um, they play the same way. They want to press and force you to the middle and man mark you counter with long balls, cross it in, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Nice thing for us is that Ainsworth spent uh, last week bitching about all the injuries that the team has. He's convinced they're they're a, a top team in the league uh, once they get everybody back. Uh, so come, coming in from last year, uh, Stockdale is probably their biggest loss if you really look at um, overall. And he fit in so well with his uh, shithousery because uh, that's how they play. They brought in uh, Alfie Mawson, who I think a lot of people may remember from the championship with Fulham. Uh, real big center back. He's pretty quality. Somehow only 28. Uh, and they brought in a good goalie, a uh, Polish goalie. He's been pretty good. And the rest of the names you recognize, you know, Sam Vokes is there. Lewis Wing is there. He's playing uh, mm-hmm. advanced midfield role for them. Uh, their goals are coming from... Uh, with that four two three one, they have a left winger, twenty one year old left winger named Anis uh, Memedi. Uh, five of their goals, uh, so almost half their team's goals. Josh Scullin has been a uh, real rock in the middle of their uh, midfield. He's out injured, and then Sam Vokes up front is just coming back from being injured. So, uh, you know, Jeff, you mentioned earlier it was going to be a big game. Uh, you know, I. I kind of think especially at home we should really take care of these guys but yeah, you think, you're right it is a big game that we need those three points yeah and i and i know they're off to a little bit of a, of a scuffling start but it was a team that was in the playoffs last year you know, the championship team recently it's still going to be you know, a team that again i think we know how they're going to play when they come in here it's another test for them to see if they can can handle the the shithousery I will note that there's another Wednesday connection here. I see now looking at their roster is uh, Charles Hagen yeah. is now there too. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I'm not sure why I didn't note that. Maybe I was secretly sad. Mm. I uh, I happened to watch a couple of years ago. There was a, I want to say it was a U21 game that was same thing on YouTube, and I ended up watching you know 15 minutes of it and saw Charles Hagen score twice. I was like, this kid's <laughs> going to be amazing. Yeah, so. that's all I guess. Um, I don't expect we'll see him. I don't think he's gotten much, if any, playing time this year. Yeah, he hasn't. It does not look like he's gotten in a uh, in a game for them yet this year, unless it's in the. Peter no, it'll, it'll like you know, that. it'll be a good challenge. I, I'd really like to see Hennigan in there. Um, you know, they only gave him a half or so uh, midweek, which made sense. He's just coming back, but that's given the way they play. Um, you know, looking to really bring the hammer down. It'd be nice to have him in the middle. Um, I'd probably go with the, the headway out on the right, and then, you know, I guess James on the left. But you know, to be honest, I don't really like James on the left or Iorfa on the right. So I don't know. Yeah, you decide to your options. Are you like I? I guess you can play Palmer in the right back. They have not played Jack Hunt at right back in these. The one games really. No, but I mean Palmer's been so good. Yeah, that's um, true. It's tough to, it's tough to take him out out mm-hmm. of that position. Hunt, 
I feel like Hunt uh, early this year had a couple chances and uh, his offensively, he, he, he was okay. But he did get he got undressed, if, especially some of those yeah. crosses in. And yeah, he, I get it. Uh, but yeah, it's, it was interesting. Like I thought, I just assumed when he was out of the squad for like three or four games, he was hurt because I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan, and that's the always going to be the expectation when stuff like that happens. But no. Uh, yeah, but I agree with you broadly here. They need to you know, get back to winning ways, get three points here, and three points, and move on. Yeah, we'll move on as well. You've been listening to episode 189 of the Owls Americast. You can find us on the internet at owlsamericas.com. Email the show is owlsamericas at gmail.com. Find and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at owlsamericas. Our podcast intro and bumpers by fellow Wednesday as Reverend and the Makers. Podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, probably anywhere else you choose to download podcasts. There's no wrong way to listen to the show. Just do what feels right. Wherever you choose to consume the Owls Americast, we ask that you rate and review the show. It helps more Wednesdays find our ramblings. Justin is on Twitter at New England Owls. Justin, what's the... We're doing a lot of weather lately. What's... Oh, actually, I actually had a better question because I was going to ask this at the... When you mentioned the uh, the beer you were drinking. So you're drinking an Oktoberfest. Is it actually a Fest beer or is it a Marzen? Oh, Jesus, Jeff. I'm guessing it's a Marzen. Uh, this beer style is rich in malt with a balance of clean hop bitterness originated in Germany. This style used to be seasonally available in the spring. Marzen meaning March. Yes. With the festival version. Why it's not actually October. an October. Well it's not an October beer. It's a festival. Well, today, today was March. Today, yeah. It was, it was windy and soaking wet. Mm-hmm. Uh, frightening uh, drive home. And uh, I arrived home to discover that uh, my entire family, including me, thought it was still summer because most of the windows were open. So I had some cleaning to do when I walked in the door. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jeff Petter We'll see you back here next week when it will still not be October. <laughs>